Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Truth Algorithm. Today, I'm going to do things a little different. I'm just going to talk about what's going on in the news because there's a bunch of stuff going on right now, and I was just going to do a little 15-minute video on each subject, and then I was thinking, uh, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just do a little different, and I'll kind of go in a little spiel and talk about a few things. You know, not a long video, but just talk about a bunch of different little things and just give my opinion, because that's what this is. Just my opinion on things happening. So, one thing I did want to start with is outsourced censorship. Now, what I mean by that is the government seems to be outsourcing censorship by using big tech platforms and other companies, you know, like Amazon, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, all of them. Also, media, big media, and MSM, whatever you want to call it, fake media, fake news, whatever. And they're doing this because, you know, under the First Amendment, we have freedom of speech, assembly, blah, blah, blah. So... They can't do it themselves. So now it seems like they're actually using these big platforms, these big tech censorship platforms, okay, to do that, to get rid of their adversaries, to get rid of any kind of opposition, anybody that speaks bad about them. Just like how they hid the Biden story before the election of uh, Hunter Biden um, in the New York Post. And they censored that on Twitter and Facebook and anywhere else. Also, the January 6th thing. That is to be blown up and put out of proportion. The only person that died there was Ashley Babbitt. Or not only person that died there, but only violence of gun violence, actually. Let me correct that. The only gun violence that happened at January 6th was Ashley Babbitt, who got shot, okay, with no warning, which was kind of crazy. And, um, you know, I guess there was no congressman or anybody around there at the time when she got shot. This is what I'm hearing, I guess, from the lawyer. And uh, nobody's talking about that. But they're talking about, oh, insurrectionists and blah, 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 white supremacy, the biggest, worst thing that could ever happen. Well, they have a new name for this, all right? And this is called Blue Anon, all right? And Blue Anon is <laughs> a term, and it fits very well because it's a term that is used for the people who pushed the Russian conspiracy, the uh, Brett Kavanaugh conspiracy, the white supremacist everywhere conspiracies, um, and pushing all this racism and critical race theory and all this, every uh, white people are bad. Um, you know, this uh, critical, yeah, the critical race theory, all of this, oh, anti-racism, which really just means racism. It's funny how they do that, the establishment and the left and the hardcore progressives. Anything that's anti really means for, like Antifa, which should be anti-fascist, but really they're fascist because if you don't believe in what they believe in, they hurt you with violence. They shame you. They whatever. You know what I mean? Cancel you. All right. I'll probably forget to edit that out, but that's my Amazon telling me what's going on around here. Just in case, you know what I'm saying? In case some white supremacists around here. I'm watching. They might be popping out them bushes. All right. But anyway, let me get back to this. So, 
Good term. Very good term. And um, it's funny because it really pisses them off. Because, you know, they try to make fun of QAnon, which was pretty crazy. And is definitely deserving of being made fun of. Because, you know, it's almost like a PSYOP or whatever you want to call it. They kind of trick those people to think that everything's okay, blah, blah, blah. People bought into it, you know what I mean? And it's sad and it's, you know, things happen though. On the internet, there's a lot of stuff. People believe the earth is flat. People believe a lot of different things, okay? So anyway, you know, um, QAnon is definitely to be made fun of, but so is BlueAnon. But BlueAnon is pushed and backed by the mainstream media and pushed and backed by big companies, like Amazon, who own the Washington Post and Facebook and Twitter, who's supposed to be for everybody. But really, it's just for leftists, and it's just a big leftist shouting bubble. Anyway, Twitter is toxic. And uh, Facebook, same thing. So, to get back to the point, all right, Blue Anon is funny. But to get back to the point of the outsource censorship, what I want to talk about is how they're doing it and how I believe that the government is working with these big tech platforms to get rid of their enemies and uh, people that talk bad about them. Kind of like what's going on, how you don't hear anything bad with Biden. Um, last night I was watching an episode of South Park where they were doing a vaccination special. Uh, very funny. But one thing I did notice was they didn't make fun of Biden. Um, Saturday Night Live, I guess they're having problems making fun of Biden. And why? So they don't make fun of Biden. Now, Biden doesn't answer any questions. He made a speech the other night, which was um, giving us permission to celebrate on the 4th of July if we get the vaccination and we're good boys and girls. It was really kind of creepy. I don't think that he's running the show. I think Nancy Pelosi is. I don't know. But, you know, or Kamala. Who knows? It could be Obama. I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, it's not Biden. And if it is, we're even more screwed. But thing is, the culture around this, okay, is starting to get a little creepy because the establishment, I believe, is so scared of losing their power and their privilege. That's some real privilege, establishment privilege, okay? where they have this uniparty, where they keep all this money. Now, Margie Taylor Green broke this down on um, Steve Bannon's show. It was a really good breakdown of Washington. Um, and I'm going to play that clip right now. Um, do we do? By the way, is it notorious MTG? Are we there yet? That's what I hear. Yeah, no, no, it's already. Okay. I deserve it. There, there's a, you've got a very smart and sophisticated information strategy that you're trying to do that I don't think a lot of people have picked up on but for our global audience and for people throughout the nation uh, everybody that I know around here that meets you and talks to you and went at that conference said hey this is a smart tough businesswoman she understands process she understands how things have to get done she's action-oriented can you quickly just give for our audience that may not know you just who are you well I'm I'm your everyday American woman and I'm someone that never wanted to be in politics. Um, I've, I've actually always been disgusted with politics. I've never been the, the person that went to the GOP meetings. Um, I'm not one of those people that was super engaged, um, very busy along with side my husband, running our construction company, um, raising our three kids, loving, loving the country that we live in. But what happened to me is for the first time when President Trump stepped on the stage in a, in a primary, in the presidential primary, 
the first time I heard him speak, I recognized that was someone that I could connect to. And I'd never recognized anyone in politics I could connect to. Supported him 100%. Why, why the connection? Why, what did he say that hit you in the solar plexus? It was his view. He, he wasn't looking at, as a politician. He was running for president as an American, as a businessman, which is the part that I strongly connected to because we own a construction company. And I grew up and my dad running our construction company and my husband and I bought it after after I got out of college. And so I understood easily everything he was saying. Um, America first policies. I, I've been one of those. I can't comprehend why we ever send our tax dollars to foreign countries. You know, we we, we should be focused solely on on home. And then, of, of course, his border wall. Uh, th that was genius. But we got him elected. And then it was the first two years under President Trump. I mean, we had every opportunity in the world, and it was Republicans that failed us. We know who the Democrats are. We know what they're all about. We know exactly what they want to do. But when we had a Republican-controlled House, Republican-controlled Senate, and President Trump in the White House with his pen in hand begging them to produce legislation he could sign, they failed. And then we ended up with Nancy Pelosi with with her gavel in the hand Absolutely in uh, 2018. Absolutely. And that just that launched me. I thought, you know, we're going to lose our country because the, the Republicans that we're told we're supposed to support because they they will do the right things for us as conservatives, as Americans. No, they're they're no different than the Democrats. So that's why you're an existential threat to this uniparty apparatus that's in this town, the permanent political class. You're you're you're, you're a fighter, smart, tough, and not going to back down. Remember, courage is uh, is contagious, and that's what you're seeing with you. That people are getting inspired by what you're doing. I also think you have a very sophisticated way about what you're going. So so walk us through. You know, the Washington Post every day we're hearing that she's gumming up the work, she's slowing things down, she's becoming a pest. All the Republicans are complaining. They get they're arguing, they're complaining about walking over half take votes. There's a method to your madness. What are you trying to accomplish by what you're doing today? Well, you see, the media, they have a playbook, and their playbook is so easy. We, we see what they do. They take someone, then they spin a story that they want to tell about that person, and then they do it over and over. They link the articles in the next article, and they link them and link them and link them, and they keep producing the same story until they create a character out of someone, and that's what they did with President Trump. So they've done the same thing with me, and they're going to continue to build on it. Correct. But what they Absolutely have not correct. told people is I'm a successful businesswoman. Not only have I run a very, very strong construction company that does business in 11 different states, that means that we start at the very beginning and know how to finish a project. That's a big deal. A lot of people don't know how to finish a project. I've also started another business. It's very difficult to start a small business and be successful. I started it, made it successful, and sold it. So I'm someone that knows how to dig in into every part of the process and see it through. And so what I'm doing is I know the system has to be torn down. See, politics is a business. It's an industry. Mm -hmm. It generates so much money and it has, a, no and it has a business model and it has an internal logic to that model correct exactly yep. and so the swamp so to speak people think it's all about politics but really what it's all about is it's an industry it's it's an economy mm -hmm. in itself uh, and so whether it's Republicans or Democrats these people are here and they are invested in just keeping this industry running because their livelihood relies on it and all of their connections and business opportunities investments are all connected into this big 
nasty pool, what we call the swamp, but it's really an, it's an economy. And, don't think about us and this and is why there's not much fight. That's why one this most radical piece of legislation that comes on in 30 or 40 years, and it's got $1.9 trillion attached to it, you're the only one fighting and actually to expose it and say, hey, let's take a step back and let's just go through what's in here so people understand. Because this bill, unlike even the equality in HR1, comes with the money attached to it. And that pays for the system. It's like having a $1.9 trillion private equity fund. You're paying for the entire system. What are you trying to do in your process over there of stopping these things and having this exposed and going through? What are you, what are you trying to specifically accomplish in exposing that business plan? Well, what I'm what I'm trying to do is 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 I still have an outsider view of Congress and Congress is the operation that has us we're about to be 30 trillion dollars in debt. We are slowly but now we're quickly tearing down our freedoms, eroding every single part of the American culture, our our blanket. It's being just shredded to pieces. It's it's like America's on fire right now. And so any day we can put Congress to a stop, we are saving the country. And so here's how I look at it. We are we are living and breathing a woke progressive stream, an, an aggressive fire hose that's being just poured down our throat. Um, the 1.9 trillion, less than 9% goes to COVID relief, and it's in, it's the entire thing is a lie. It, it's the Democrat wish list. It's their progressive plans, and there's it's it's setting the stage. Okay, what people aren't talking about is this is just the beginning. The next one is the infrastructure plan that's two, coming up. Two trillion to four trillion. Yeah, it's it's going to be closer to four trillion. trillion. To four so that one's coming up. That's the Green New Deal called the infrastructure plan. Yep. Okay, so the news. <laughs> Our conservative media has got to do better. They're sitting here talking about the royals. Nobody cares about the Seuss. stupid royals. What we need to look at is we need to look at what are the consequences of these deals. And yes. so everything, every Republican in Congress, while they're on their on their TV media, you know, hit piece or their shows, Fox News and things, and they're messaging on their social media and they're giving their one minute speeches on the floor. All of that is garbage. It's complete garbage if you're not willing to follow it up with action. Not helping us So to me, I'm like, our country's on fire and we're just, it's like that meme where you're sitting in there and the little this dog. Is okay. Yeah, <laughs> everything's okay. Yeah. Now, I don't think anybody could have said that any better. And that's what's going on. And that's who is running our country. And they're pretending there's almost like faux opposition. They actually work together but pretend to fight each other on things. But really, they're making backdoor deals. They always have. And I believe they're scared of losing their power because of the Internet, because of, you know, they don't have control like they used to with three channels at one time or people only watching, you know, mainstream media and those few channels. So they're able to control the narrative and what was going on in the country and what people were focusing on. Now they can't. And that really scares them. So you can tell how nervous and scared they are by the way they act. So everything is canceled or a distraction, all right? So it's like um, they want to push racism so they divide us. Everybody knows this, okay? And um, if you think that there's white supremacists everywhere, then you're blueing on and you're crazy. And you've been watching way too much mainstream media. And you've been only getting your news from the mainstream media. You need to go to other sources. Check both. Check, you know, check different sources and read the full stories. Please do not just read headlines. If you do, you're not in the know. Trust me. Okay. Please. Um, you're not in the know. You need to read the full thing. And most people don't have the time to do that.
and they bank on that. And that's how I think they stay in power, these people, um, obviously. I mean, even look what Mitch McConnell did to Trump. Trump backed him, and then Trump's or McConnell stabbed him right back in the back with that $600 that he said they were going to pay. And the Democrats said they were going to pay $1,400 in Georgia. And who won? And that's why. And then he went and talked all that about Trump. So it's real filthy, but Trump wasn't part of the establishment. That's why he was so, so uh, treated unfairly. And everything he did was negative, no matter what it was. It could have been curing cancer. It would have been negative. Um, That's another thing. The other day, Joe Biden, when he was giving the speech, didn't give any thanks to Trump. All right. But nobody, you know what? He doesn't need it. We all know who started it. Now, if it was me, I don't know if I would take full credit for it just in case something bad happened, you know, with it in the future. I wouldn't want to be known as a person that pushed it. So, but I don't know. I think that's a mistake. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, so they're very, they're self-conscious. They're worried. They're giddy because they have power right now, but I believe they're also scared. And they feel happy right now because they believe they won a battle. You know what I mean? They won the war, you know, because they the pandemic came and they got the mail-in voting and now they're gonna push in they're gonna push in HR one. So uh, you're never gonna be able to votes are never gonna matter again. They're gonna federalize it. So it's always gonna be where they can manipulate the voting system. Um, who has trust in our institutions anymore? Do you trust the FBI who spied on the Trump campaign? Do you trust the CIA who helped? Do you trust, you know, like, who do we trust anymore? I don't trust our government at all. I believe they lie to us. I believe they tell the media to lie to us. I don't trust our media. I don't trust our government. It's bad. And I wish it wasn't this way, but it really is. And I I don't trust it because I can't trust it because I see what they say and I hear the lies and I understand the trickery. You know what I mean? But and maybe they think we're too stupid to hear the truth or maybe they don't want us to hear the truth because they think they'll lose their power now or they're, you know, in their, their military industrial complex. They might not have the reasons for to go to war. They might lose that power and they make a lot of money off all that stuff. I mean, they just did a $2 trillion bill. They're giving us $1,400 where we're paying $5,000 for it, but they don't talk about that. They're giving it to illegal immigrants. They're giving it to people in prison. Um, and it's just, you know, it's it's ridiculous because they, the Democrats and the establishment hope that those are going to be their constituents that are going to vote for them and will help them. There was something wrong with this election. I'm not going to say it was fraud. I'm not going to say it was this or that. But there was definitely something weird about this election and the timing of the coronavirus and just everything. There's no coincidences. Not in this game. Not in the politics game. Politics is an evil, disgusting thing, especially in this country and in a lot of countries. But the thing that creeps me out the most, I believe, is that I believe, you know, how we go over, people complain that we go over to other countries and we do, you know, regime wars uh, or regime changes where we have wars and we change the people who are in power. It's like they did that here and they're doing it to their own citizens. Now they're calling, you know, all white people domestic terrorists. If you voted for Trump, which is like what, 75 million people, now domestic terrorist. Like if you have a AR15, you're a domestic terrorist. Um it's it's ridiculous. And the fact that they're using these big tech companies and all this stuff to to that like Facebook helped with the election. Um they put up voting spots. I actually think they paid more money. 
um, than the government did in this last election to help with the mail-in voting. That's another part of it, too. It, it, there's so much going underneath that it's very hard to see. But you need to realize that it is happening and going on. And I think the thing is that people think they're informed, but they're not. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm all informed and I know everything. But what I'm saying is I think people just need to do a little more research. And I think maybe we could get back to where we can all kind of have a middle ground again because we have no middle ground right now. Um, you know, I believe I'm in the middle because I believe leftists, some leftist things, I believe some, you know, things on the right. Um, I'm pretty centered, you know what I mean? And I really, uh, think that most Americans are, I think the media separating us by race and division and hate and just a lot of lies, a lot of, um, extravagance, a lot of theater, a lot of, you know, look at the riots. That's another thing I want to talk about. It's funny. After this Biden election, now that he has these fences and razor wire Pelosi put up, and I guess she wanted uh, uh, belt-fed machine guns, 50-caliber machine guns, um, to, for who? For your own citizens? To kill your own citizens? Um, but anyway, they have this... It, it's it's creepy. It, it's like a socialist-communist takeover. It's like what happened in Venezuela. They took over the election... Then they had these fences and stuff, security around, like the National Guard that's there. I believe it's 10,000 troops, maybe, maybe less than seven, maybe. But they are nervous. And it's like a, it's like a communist takeover almost. And he doesn't answer questions, Biden. Um, they do what they want. They write all these executive orders. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's a creepy time to be living in America. It's a crazy time. This virus was insane. This past year was insane. And all this stuff's going on. And then when we do have free speech uh, free speech platforms like Gab, we have people like Governor Abbott. I don't know why he came out and said that they're an anti-Jewish site. Like, what? Where did you get this information? And why are you saying this? He also said he was going to come out and fight big tech at the same time taking money from Amazon. So, yeah, you're really going to be fighting big tech. They think we're stupid and that we can't find this information. So Governor Abbott, we're not dumb. And people are paying attention. A lot of people are sitting home still, don't have jobs. So they're on their internet. So they're looking and they're watching and they're seeing what's going on. People aren't stupid. That's another thing for Fauci and Gates too. They think everyone's stupid and that we don't know how to uh, make decisions for ourselves. So they got to take care of us. But... Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I kind of wanted to just talk about that. Um, the thing with Governor Cuomo, uh, I believe this is a distraction. Um, I believe these, uh, I think it's up to seven women now that came out, is a, you know, it could be true, but they're not crazy allegations like, you know, rape or anything too crazy, but they're kind of just like, oh, he did kind of, you know, sexually harass me type of stuff. So it's like, let's get him out on this. So the 15,000 people that he helped kill, that doesn't come out and that this is a story, you know what I mean? And then because I believe if that did come out, then, you know, Governor Wolf from Pennsylvania will get in trouble. The press secretary, who is now the federal, I think, assistant health secretary, will get in trouble. She actually took her mother in Pennsylvania out of the nursing home before she put the COVID patients in the nursing homes. So 
when the COVID first happened, all the Northeast kind of locked up together. So they will all go down. Do you see if Cuomo gets in trouble? Because he was like the leader and they all pretty much did what he did. So they will all get in trouble. And then they will eventually end up at Biden. So I think it's a distraction. I think he's a, um, you know, sacrificial lamb, whatever you want to call it, um, scapegoat. And he doesn't want to deal with it. And he's just going to be fighting it. And then he tries saying, this is cancel culture. And I'm not a part of the political establishment, like playing a Trump card. And it's like, dude, yes, you are. Your dad was governor. Like your whole family's been in it. Things are just nuts right now. Um, I just wanted to come out and say that, put out a little video. I haven't been putting out videos in the past two weeks. Um, I just started the channel, so it kind of sucked. But um, I'll be more frequent now. But I was having kind of health problems with my hands and a couple other problems. So that was the reason why. But I will be up more now. Um, I will be posting up more. Also, uh, YouTube, uh, my first video, I, I knew YouTube was not going to want to have my content, um, you know, before I even started doing it. But that's why I've been putting up on BitChute and uh, Rumble um, with the video stuff. But, uh, yeah, my first video had 100 views within an hour. Second was like 40 or 50. And then my third and fourth ones, or my fourth and fifth, had like five views. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, oh, wow, people really must have not liked that first one or second one. But then I kind of like, I then I, I checked it out. I took it down. And then I tried to search my name. I couldn't find it. I realized it kind of took me off. So you, you can't find me unless you subscribe to me or get like referred to by a friend. So if you do see this video on YouTube, which I happen, you probably subscribe to me um, if you do see it on YouTube. But if you're not... Please refer it to a friend, you know, give it to them. Follow me on Facebook or, or um, follow me on uh, Instagram. Follow me on BitChute, Rumble, YouTube, and uh, I'd really appreciate that. And uh, I'll come out with some more videos and uh, talk about what's going on. So I hope everybody has a good day. This is the Truth Algorithm, and I'll talk to you later.